Let's get it. Welcome to Chalk Talk. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Nail. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving after a Merry Christmas. How are you? I'm good, man. I'd love to hear that. Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year to yeah. everyone. We are back this week. It's so good to see y'all. We have so very much to get into today, including Russell Wilson breaking silence on his shocking move to the bench. We're also going to touch on both our top five NBA and NFL teams heading into the year 2024. But first, John Morant has taken the league by storm. And of course, it has not come without controversy. Cooper and I were at his home debut this time last week. And boy, do we have a story for all of you on what happened that very night. However, let's start with something a little bit more recent. You see a live picture of John Zion and the whenever they're in school together in South Carolina. This isn't Photoshop. This is an actual um, picture. Yeah. yeah. Ja had 31-7-4 in his second win in seven days against the Pelicans. I took to TikTok after the game right before you walked in, and I yeah. said, New Orleans blew both a 24-17 and 17 point lead to the exact same team who was 6-19 and 19 one week ago. Three of those four Grizzly wins have been on the road, and – Cooper, you and I know a lot about this jaw story, yeah. and the fact that three out of those four have been on the road says a lot about the maturity, because he was in the strip clubs, he was partying a ton last year, and they were a bad road team last year. Yeah, we were bad. They have not showed that yet this year. But unfortunately, Cooper, somehow none of this was the story. Yeah. Somehow none of this was the story on Twitter because of one man. His name's Chandler Parsons. John Morant got called out by Chandler Parsons, who had no idea what the meaning was behind this dance. We all saw Morant celebrate after that game-winning dunk. Nope. And when it, without any context, this is how Parsons interpreted it. Bear with me. No, you're good. I just read it, so I'm ready to hear what he says. You got to grow up. You got to. Why are we talking about this? You are. Your team is four. And oh, you've been unbelievable. You've now been probably forgiven to, to a certain point, especially in Memphis, right? Like this, the team is back to being yours. You're playing at an elite level. Why are you giving us anything like this to even talk about, to discuss that negative? Why is your father doing interviews talking about how you didn't make any changes in your personal life and your issues, sitting courtside with his hood and glasses on? It's like, what, how, what else has to happen for you and your family and your friends to learn? Like, just, just make this about basketball. Make this about your life. Make this about your livelihood. And stop doing things like this because you must see TV on the court. You are unbelievable. You are, besides Anthony Edwards, you are my favorite player to watch. I bet. Don't give us any of this other bullshit to talk about. Just be a... Bear with me, Cooper. This is I'm a long here. one today. It's a long opening uh, monologue. I'm with it. Let's start with the first line, why don't we? You got to grow up. You got to. Why are we talking about this? You got to grow up is what Chandler Parsons starts off that yeah. soliloquy with. Um, Chandler Parsons did play for the Memphis Grizzlies. He was did known he? for his time in Memphis for not only being hurt, but for allegedly hanging out at several University of Memphis student bars. Awesome. He was closing in on 30 at the time. 
This was universally known. In fact, if you ask my father, you just say the name Chandler Parsons, he blurts that out before you even get the name out. That's how universally known it is in this city. He's not a moral compass, is what I'm saying. It's all allegedly, it's all rumors. He's not a moral compass. Let's go to the next line where he talks about, uh, takes a shot at Ja's father, who's, you know, just been running the cameras, hasn't he? Yeah. Why is your father doing interviews talking about how you didn't make any changes in your personal life and your issues, sitting courtside with his hood and glasses on? It's like... All right, um... Cooper, you know, I do this for a living. I'm all over everything, yeah. Ja, all over every, everything, T. Um, T. Morant, in the last seven months, has done one interview, and it was with Sirius XM NBA Radio. It's one interview, Cooper. Here's the exact quote from T. He says, has my son been misconstrued? A whole lot. Has he been demonized? A whole lot. Do I hate it? Hell yeah. Do it to me. Don't do it to him. He's not that guy. The host of that radio show then straight up asked him, has he changed his circle? T says, we have the same circle. He added, it's always funny that people want you to change it when he has no killers around him. He's got a group of educated people. What he did was a very, very bad decision, but it was not a crime. Let's reread that Chandler Parsons quote. Why is his father doing interviews saying you didn't make any changes in your personal life with your issues? Where in that quote did he say he made zero changes? And one, his personal life didn't get brought up. And two, yeah. there were no, nothing about his personal life. He said they hadn't changed the circle. So, that's a lie. By the way, what does T wearing glasses yeah, what does that have to do with anything? Have to do with anything? Yeah. All right, final dumbass quote. has to happen for you and your family and your friends to learn like just just okay what happened what happened yeah what happened they won a fucking game am i missing something did he go on instagram live no no did he have a gun in the locker room no No. he did nothing except dance scrutiny on twitter after this game cooper got so bad that the creator the creator of this new orleans dance came out and said this. What's poppin', man? It's your boy, sir, to be Sean. Um, I've been seeing, like, all these posts and stuff about Ja Morant, you know, his celebration, the dance he was doing. It was not a gun celebration. He was doing the Rock Your Hips dance, you feel what I'm saying? He also tweeted the lyrics from the song. It's a song created by me and Teezy, uh, Rock Your Hips, and then he did the dance, you know, after he dunked or whatever. Um, shout out Bobby for Uh... But yeah, I just want to let y'all know, man, that was not a gun celebration. That was a dance. It was synonymous with New Orleans. He did it on a New Orleans team. And like I said, we are the creators. You feel what I'm saying? So make sure y'all pushing this video and stop pushing the false narrative, bro. Hmm. Creator of the dance came out and said that. Interesting. Um, how stupid does Chandler Parsons look? <laughs> there weren't even guns, bro. Yeah. Open TikTok. He trolls other cities. It was nothing beyond that. Side note, John Morant has more career points than Parsons despite playing half the number of seasons and almost 200 less games. Chandler, go hang out with Josh Giddy, bro. Yeah. That's all I got, Cooper. Why is, first off, does Chandler Parsons have a podcast? Uh, no, this is on the world-renowned FanDuel TV. 
Okay, that checks out. Because I was sitting there, I was like, there ain't no way in the hell that Chandler Parsons has a podcast that's like getting aired out like that. But I read the quote, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, what gun? So, I, like, I didn't even realize yeah. it was re- in regards to the dance after the dunk. I don't understand why, one, why are you chirping? Like, we won the game. We're 4-0. He's come back. He's taken the league by storm like everyone predicted he would. And the quote that I found fault with was, everyone's forgiven you now? Yeah. Dude, we forgave him 28 games ago. Yes. Nothing's changed. Yeah. The people that are actually fans of this basketball team have still been fans of this basketball team despite the fact that John Moran's not playing. We're just grateful to have him back. We forgive. We forgave him a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So that's stupid in itself. Chandler Parsons is running his mouth and has no logic, reason, sound truth behind it. Chandler Parsons is just mad because the Grizzlies hate him after he sat on our bench for four seasons and took all our money. And we were a garbage basketball team. Like, that man couldn't even get gap on some of the worst basketball teams we've had to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, Chandler Parsons has no room to talk and stop acting like, Jai has done nothing wrong. Like, mm-hmm. dancing on a team after having a game-clinching dunk, because, like, take away those two points, we lose mm-hmm. by a point. I'll let him do his thing. I hate when people misquote people. When you call out someone's father yeah, in a year like this and you say – that his father says he's made no personal changes when that's not what he said at all. Yeah. He said we haven't changed our circle because we feel like he has no killers but yeah. educated people around him. That's what pissed me off so much. And the fact that this got so much traction because the video wasn't posted. By the way, Michelle Beadle, do you remember her from Sports, Sports Nation? I, I vaguely remember the name. She used to work for ESPN but got fired because she was drunk at an ESPN party nice. and went, went up to Aaron Rodgers and say, I, I want an F you. That's what she got fired awesome. from ESPN for. She was arguing back and forth because that's her FanDuel show. That's okay. why she works for FanDuel because she got fired from ESPN. Yeah, yeah. And she was going back and forth. That video I played of the creator of the Rock Your Hips dance that Jaw was doing, um, the creator came out and t- posted that video. She goes, that's false. They were guns. She's arguing with folks on Twitter about it. Oh, Why man. do you care? Yeah, again, what's the point? Again, Parsons acting like he went on Instagram Live again. What happened? They won a game. Ja is averaging 28, 7, and 5. Oh, he did not play for eight months. Yeah. And he looks like a first-team All-NBA player. He looks like he's in the top five of the MVP. Exactly. Like, I mean, I know he's not eligible for it, but mm-hmm. my issue is why are we caring? The Memphis Grizzlies social media would not have posted that thing if it was about guns. Twitter would well, not you know, have, you know how culture yeah, Devin is, too. None of them Me, would have posted if it was guns. I'm not going to sit here and act like as soon as he did it, I'm like, oh, that's a rock your yeah, hips dance. I didn't know but, that. but I took two seconds to look up, okay, Ja tweeted rock your hips, and then he also tweeted a video of LSU players doing the exact same yeah. dance. That's got to be something culturally relevant with New Orleans because they're playing the Pelicans. Well, honestly, it doesn't take a fucking genius to yeah. figure that out. He doesn't do this. No, and he—I literally just thought he was doing the CJ Stroud because yeah, yeah, yeah. the camera turns away so mm-hmm. quick, and then you yeah. see it all the time. Like after he dunks in and everything, he starts dancing with his dad. Neither one of them were putting guns up. I don't exactly. understand like why that's the narrative. It's like almost that people want that to be the narrative. Like they're upset that we're four and zero, that he's awesome, and they're upset that he just beat a team that was. At the time, at the four seed, when we beat them. I think it's the fact that people are upset that we're doing what we're doing, despite the fact that we were so bad, and then he comes back and is truly the most valuable player. I think that's what really irritates people, Mm -hmm. is they wanted it to be the narrative of, oh, he's a bad dude. Mm -hmm. He's a bad dude, let's write him off. They wanted that. 
And now the fact that you can't do that because of the way he's playing, the way he's leading this team, the way he's changed the dynamic of this team, the atmosphere, the electricity in the stadiums, just the trajectory of this team. Yeah. I think they're mad about that. It's the lazy route. Yeah. Right? It's it's, easy. it's not it's not the you know what, he made two stupid ass mistakes. Yeah. Maybe he shouldn't have hit the dance that resembled that, which is how I feel. Maybe he shouldn't have done it. But I'm not going to go out and bash him yeah. for something I'm completely uncultured and uneducated yeah. about. No. That's just the ignorance of that is what pisses people off more than anything. You yeah. want to talk about some good topics with twelve? One thousand percent. It's you, easier to it's easier to bash him than it is to jump on the wagon again. Apologize for being wrong. That's all Chandler Parsons. One hundred percent. Thank you for sitting through my long ass uh, you know uh, opening it. monologue. You know but um, you and I were live in the flesh this time seven days ago. We got downtown for a seven o'clock game at four thirty. Uh, end up waiting to get in. You know, lines are flooded. Jaws coming yeah. back to Memphis. La 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 la. Crazy. There was so much love from kids and stuff in the yes. arena. Is absolutely amazing. Uh, game was flawless. Grizzlies were up by 21. They ended up falling behind in the third quarter. Came back and won. Yep. Um, and then after the game, this is where the fun part of the story goes. <laughs> you and I are good friends with the uh, head of Grizzly social media, Devin Walker. Yep. Great dude. Stand-up guy. There's not a lot of people in this business like Devin. Yeah. We saw him on the other side of the court. He had just ran down the tunnel with Ja, and you saw we saw him on his camera flipping through the shots that he had gotten. You and I had to walk completely yeah, around. all the way around that room. There was ushers lurking. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, I'll just text him after the game. I'm like, no, bro. Let's we're go, going to see let's him. Let's go say what's up. So we're walking section to second section. We're in the lower bowl, but we're having to because we we can't go back up because yeah. we can't get back down because it's starting to flood out. And Money Bag had just walked in front of us, yeah. and it was really starting to get empty. It's about to empty. And we walk all the way around, and I go down there, and we gifted them some jerseys. I'm like, hey, bro, Lamar Jackson jersey that I got you fit, and he was before that even came out. Where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> I said, I don't know. Me and Cooper planning on getting a couple of drinks on Beale Street, but you know we can make something happen after that. Do something. So uh, he goes, all right, give me 45 minutes, get done with the John Jaron press conference, I'll meet you out there. Two hours later, <laughs> Bill's flooded. We, we had to escape to a different bar because the one we were at was so flooded. It's revisionist history. Yeah, it is revisionist history. And we come, uh, we look out the window, Devin's walking with a bunch of people from his social team, and they come walking in, and there's a DJ at this spot that we're at, but it's super Lame. dead. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, you know what, let's just go do karaoke. We walk uh, to karaoke, and as soon as we get to the place, 10-minute walk, I'm like, I left my card at the other place. I gotta place. go. I left my debit card at the other place. Cooper's like, you're not walking alone. I said, that's why you're my best friend. So we go walking back, and I turned to you at the middle of the game and said, I haven't seen one Pacers fan all night. I don't know if they exist. We're on Beale Street. There's four of them. There's four. There's one in a Miles Turner in-season tournament jersey. Yes. And there's literally just me and Cooper and these four Pacers fans our age walking down the street, there's no avoiding them. Cooper's giving them the too little. The other guy's giving them the too little. And he blurts out, how'd y'all do in the in-season tournament? You and I both turn our heads and said, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you go, I think you said, or they said. Our season started two days ago is what I said. Yeah, you said our season started two days ago. And he goes, when he's still doing the too little yeah. barking at us, and we're just still walking. We're just chilling. Yeah, and he's got his hand on the ground. He's like, mine's lower. Y'all are up on the curb. We're like, cool, bro, and we just kept walking. <laughs> Go and get my card. We're back with Devin and the social media team, and we're karaoke. We're vibing. They're karaoke. Well, you and I are not singing. Not singing. I look up. Devin's on the mic doing Kanye. Yay. Hit him with you, the yay. By the time we look up, it's 2, 2.30 in the morning. 
we get home, affects our sleep schedule for the next day because we're old like that now. We are old. What a night. It was a great night. We'll be back there for the Clippers game. But shout out to Devin and the whole social media team. Love the Thanks. Grizzlies. Love the atmosphere. Felt like the Western Conference Finals in there. Dude. Having Ja back is good. This isn't a Grizzlies podcast. But for the last week in the NBA world, which is where we start on Thursdays and Fridays, this has been the biggest story in basketball. Yeah. It'd be a shame if we didn't cover it. I mean, biggest win streak in basketball right now is held by the Memphis Grizzlies. And I believe the Denver Nuggets tonight. I believe it's... Mm. Best uh, win streaks versus best win streaks, obviously. Yep. If Ja is questionable, if Ja Ja and Santi are questionable with illnesses, so if that bug takes them out, you know that's going to be a rough day. But I, I either way, we have had a lot to cheer about recently. I mean, it was dark times for me and you. You, mm-hmm. you remember we used to start with Grizz talks. I mean, we had the whole thing oh, yeah, dedicated yeah, yeah. to the Grizzlies. There was no Grizz talk this year because there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, now we finally got something to talk about. Mm-hmm. And honestly, from your and I's perspective, it's all good things. There's exactly. nothing bad to talk about. Zaire Williams played like he was an actual NBA player the other night. Mm-hmm. And despite me saying hell no every time he shot the ball, it went in. Mm-hmm. It, like, it's just the amount that Ja gives to this team is just breathtaking. It's exactly. Insane. A lot of people had forgotten his greatness. Yes. They see now that the Grizzlies without John Morant is like the Warriors without Stephen Curry. The Nuggets it's without like Jokic. The Nuggets without Jokic. The Bucks without Giannis. I'm not comparing Ja to any of those players. Those players are better than Ja. It's the this, best player on a good exactly. team. Exactly. I'm just saying his impact yeah. with this Grizzlies team is similar to yeah. theirs. Facts. Exactly. I mean, he's literally – a flip it from football to or from basketball to football he's taking Aaron Rodgers off the New York Jets yeah it's exactly now they're not in the playoffs mm-hmm. I mean it's literally something as simple as that like you, we lost our the guy yep you lost the guy and now you got to try and fill in shoes that are way bigger than what you're trying to do but luckily we have the guys sitting next to him Jaron and Bain yep. who have taken a next step yep. and now that he's back they just are killers at that yep. two and three spot absolutely it's awesome absolutely and they're gonna get tested here Denver tonight, maybe without Ja, they got the Clippers uh, on Friday, so a back-to-back. Nuggets-Clippers is tough, and they come home and play Sacramento on New Year's Eve on Sunday. So we'll get a good feel of them. I'd like them to go 2-1, and 1-2 one, one and two there. I don't want them to go 0-3. Oh and three. For sure. Uh, and I'll feel good about that. You ready to do some NBA power rankings? And you got some MVP. Yeah, I got a little stuff. MVP. Going to have yeah. some controversy. I already know it. For sure. Well, NBA power rankings have not changed from two weeks ago except for one spot. We still have the Celtics at number one. They're 23 and six now. We got the Bucks at number two. They're 23 and eight. Timberwolves stay pat at number three at 22 and seven. And the Nuggets are still my number four at 22 and 10. The change I do have, however, I had the Lakers here two weeks ago. Obviously, they've struggled in the past 14 yeah, days. Yeah, get them out of there. Get them out of there. The Philadelphia 76ers. Step in as Joel Embiid's playing the best basketball of his career. He's followed up his MVP season by playing even better somehow. Oh, They're twenty-one it? and nine. My first two teams out are the Clippers at eighteen and twelve. They're eight and two in their last ten. And the Memphis Grizzlies. And the Oklahoma City Thunder at twenty and nine. Oh, the the Memphis Grizzlies aren't in there yet. No, not yet. Still nine games under five hundred. Unfortunately, that's all right. We're we're getting there. We'll be there in. How do you feel? You disagree weeks. about any of this? You know, I'm looking. I'm looking. We're seeing. I do like it. If I if I had one qualm, part of me really does want the Thunder in there. But like, where are you putting them? Yep. So like, it's kind of hard. So obviously, being one of your first teams out, that makes sense. But no, nah, that's that's standing pat. And like mm-hmm. I said, with both the Thunder and the T Wolves, I'll keep saying it. They're young teams. Yep. They have not been here very often. How long will they keep this? Exactly. I, I'm confident the Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Denver Nuggets, and the Sixers will all be stellar mm-hmm. top five teams the entire season. Yep. 
can the T-Wolves and Thunder sustain this? I completely agree. And Celtics talk a little bit because I wanted to uh, – I reached out to my friend uh, Kobe. You and I play mm-hmm. basketball with yeah. all the time. He's a diehard Celtics fan. I said, give me a name who the national media does not talk about and Derek who is White. very underrated. And I, the last caveat I put was – Besides Derek White, obviously. Oh, really? Derek White has been amazing. I, love I think him. he deserves to be an all-star this year. He's freaking awesome. But everybody awesome. knows how underrated he is. He's like the Keenan Allen of the NFL. Literally. The name he gave me was a name that never even crossed my mind. I was expecting him to say, hey, Peyton Pritchard's actually yeah. lived up a little bit to that contract. You know, uh, Chris Porzinga has been a great addition for us. He said Al Horford. Really? Yes. And he okay. said especially with the lack of production we're getting at the backup big, Al Horford has been a name. I went back and checked the numbers just to see how uh, oh, wow. Kobe knows what he's talking about. Big ol' Al. Plus 139. <laughs> Dude, I feel like Al just – he's just a winner. He, like, a regardless winner. of where you put him, whether he's starting the games or whether he's coming off the bench as that sixth man or seventh man even. Like, Al has been in this league long enough to know that he has a role to play and he's going to fill it. Like, Al is not the number one guy on that team. He ain't the number two. He ain't the number three. He ain't the number four. Mm -mm. He understands that. He goes out there. He does his thing night in, night out. Like, that's literally – he does simple basketball things. Mm -hmm. Like, it really is. He rebounds well. He sets screens well. He shoots when he needs to. Like, that is – Al is one of the great vets slash great just NBA players just because of he understands – he has a role to play. Wholeheartedly agree. 1,000%. Because you're not getting Luke Cornett out there to nah, bust someone's you ain't doing like, that I mean, shit. Let's be honest. You like, ain't doing that And, I mean, other, we even said the Celtics have 70. How far can they go? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that we know that they're they're thin as far as depth's concerned. But, like, if they have their top seven playing and they're all clicking the way they can click, mm-hmm. they're unstoppable. Exactly. I Case of point, they're number one. I, I think I agree with everything you just said. And also, I want to take a moment to say – I'm so glad to be back doing this. I know. It's it feels we've only good. been gone a week and a half. It feels amazing. Um, we have some new sound equipment. We're gonna have hooked up for you next week. Hopefully, nice. we sound a little bit better. We got a new light up to give you some extra light. Got a new lens on the camera. Getting up some yeah. Christmas upgrades for the pod. Yeah. Um, got a Christmas jersey for the pod. Yeah. Shout out! Shout out to the best little sister in the world. Shout out to Julie got me a little D Bane. Sure. Now I got the now I got the trio. Hell yeah. And then obviously I got the retro Conley, you know, still type still shit. repping that. <laughs> Monday is New Year's Day, so we're going to take off because I will probably be in a coma until about <laughs> noon that day. Um, Tuesday, does that work for you? Oh, yeah. We get right. to Let's get into the MVP ladder of the NBA because I know you got both. Oh, I do. I do. I got both. MVP ladders. Type shit. Type shit. You know what I was screaming. Oh, by the way, if you want to see a recap of me and Cooper's uh, night at the FedEx Forum last week, Job Morant's debut. Incredible video. Cooper's in it. I'm in it. On my Instagram, at Jack Hampton. Got a little video recap Thanks. of our time at the FedEx Forum. Dope video, dope video. So easily. I'm a, actually, I'm going to start from honorable mentions. You know, we're going to work our way up. I want to I want to get you get you suspense. Mm-hmm. Honorable mentions are Shea Gilgis-Alexander coming in at number six. Luka Doncic at five. And Giannis Antetokounmpo at four. And you're probably sitting there like, Cooper, how are three of the guys that are in the top five and everybody else MVP ladder, you're six, five, and four. I'm going to pull up MVP odds. Oh, you go ahead and do it because I guarantee you this guy that's about to be mentioned is not in their MVP odds. Okay, so you have Luka at five, correct? Shea at six, Luka five, Giannis four. Shea at six, Luka at five, Giannis at four. Okay, I'm, I'm kind of getting some similar vibes right, to last right, year. Right. Continue. All right. Number three, Jack. I understand this dude is not going to be eligible for MVP. 
But there needs to be a conversation about what MVP stands for. I agree with this. And then his most valuable player. I like when not, this is going. Not, not, not who has the best stats oh, on the best team. Oh, we're tricks on 12 tonight. Not, not who, who gets the best highlights in a game. Mm-hmm. It is the most valuable player. The Memphis Grizzlies were 6-19. and 19. Mm-hmm. John Morant comes back. We are 10-19. and 19. On the road to greatness. Mm. He is 28.8 points per game, 5.5 rebounds, 8.5 assists, 2 stocks. Mm. And this team had a .4% chance to make the playoffs. Mm. I bet you all those people who took money saying they ain't going to make the playoffs are going to be wishing they had their money back. Because John Moran's coming. That tweet is bookmarked. That oh, yeah. He kept them receipts. Yep, he, he kept them. He did. And one one final thing about Ja. I, Marty and I were working out together last night. And I had this, like, uh, African American dude, our age, but he was like he was like Alex's size. He's like six four, like close to three hundred yeah. pounds, like big, big burly dude. beard. He came up to me. He was like, he was like, yo, excuse me. I was like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> he was like, I think I see you on TikTok. I'm like, oh, that's cool, bro. I was like, I know I be riding John shit all the time. You know, that's all I talk about at yeah. this point. And he was like. Nah, you be putting on for the city. I was like, dude, I can hug your ass right now. Because, <laughs> you know, all of our comments are yes. like, oh, why don't you they're just... They're just jaw riders. Yeah, they're just jaw yeah. riding, whatever. No, it just made me so happy because the people who enjoy the content just simply like and keep swiping. Yes. We we get lost in that yes. sometimes. No, and it's just one of those things that, yes, we love John Moran. Like I love no, how you have that in the top three. But he deserves to be in this conversation. I know he will not be eligible. I know he won't be in this conversation come April. But he can be in the talk right now. Because yep. if you're talking about the most valuable player on someone's team, you can't not say him because we saw what they were without him. Yep. They were a bad basketball team. They lost to the Washington yep. Wizards, the Utah Jazz, and the Portland Trailblazers. Three teams that are lower than them now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it's not, like, it's not hard to look at that team and be like, that is the most valuable player on that basketball team. But not only is he the most valuable player on that basketball team, he's a top ten basketball player in the NBA. Makes everyone better. Makes everyone better. So I just had to mention him. Love he probably he'll he'll probably stick there, uh, just more or less because you and I love him. He might slide into honorable mention so we can talk about Luca and Giannis and what they've been doing. Yeah. Shea, even Shea Luka's has been, been insane. I wanted to put all their stats, but we did not. I was not gonna. Yeah. That's a mouthful to get into all those, but they're they're all average and insane. But I had to mention Ja just because of the the seriousness with which. We were so bad at basketball, and there was not much light at the end of the tunnel. And then you're like, oh, wait, I forgot. John Moran's coming. Oh, yeah. And then, not to mention, Marcus Mart just came back. Yep. Oh, wait, Luke Kennard's coming back. Uh, oh, wait, Brandon Clark's coming back. And like, that, that Pelicans win on Tuesday wasn't even about Ja having 31 5 and 7 again and having that game winning dunk. Marcus Smart was in trouble. The question was, can Smart coexist next to yes. Ja? The answer is yes. And that steal in overtime off yeah. of Brandon Ingram. I was the like, charge Dude. on the 300 pounder. Yes. You know how much balls you got to have? Yes. I love Marcus Smart next to them. Number two, this these are not going to be shocked. This is probably at boring at this point, but we still have I'm to talk about them. I'm interested to see them. what order you have these oh, Twin Towers. Nikola Jokic is number two. Okay. Um, so, yeah, just give you that. He's damn near averaging a triple-double again, and it's just effortless because he mm-hmm. just doesn't care. <laughs> and He right. just does it like with ease at this point. 22-10 and 10 record uh, for the Denver Nuggets. 26.5 points per game, 12.5 rebounds, 9.5 assists. I mean, yep. what what else is there to say about it's this incredible. team? Like, I mean, he could probably do this for 10, 15 more years, mm-hmm. and I don't think he'd lose a step because he does whatever he wants. It's literally like that thing that the offense can look at the defense and be like, hey, we're running it right here. Yep. Try and stop it. Like, let's go to the Philadelphia Eagles with the tush push. You know it's coming. Oh, yeah. You know it's coming third and one, fourth and one, fourth and goal on the one, third mm-hmm. and goal inches. You know it's coming. You can't Have stop you stopped it. it? 
You can't stop That's Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic is the NBA's tush push. You can't stop him. No. no matter what you do. All right, we're not going to let you score. Okay, I'll have 30 assists. You see assists. that video of him warming up the other day? Oh, dude. Every video of him makes me happy. Like, he doesn't cow. care. He literally <laughs> just goes out there, cannot jump on a curb, and busts no. the living shit out of everybody. So he does funny. not care about basketball. Oh, I know. It's insane to me. Like, you know how half these dudes are just like, man, I'm just so happy I'm here. Like, I love this game. Like, I did everything I could to be at this game. Nicole's like, dog, yeah. I just want to go home. Yeah. He's out there in the PNR and the DHO yes. just thinking about horses. Bro. I do. He doesn't I, care. I love Nicole Jokic, but coming in number one. I can't. I, I got a stat for you on him. Oh, do I have a stat for you on him? Okay, let's hear it. Joel, trust the process. Embiid is coming in number one. Thirty-five points per game, close to twelve rebounds a game, close to six assists per game, which is kind of crazy for him. Mm-hmm. Twenty-one and nine record for the 76ers. He is on a streak of twelve consecutive games of thirty or more points with mm-hmm. ten or more rebounds, which is the most since nineteen seventy-two. Don't when tell Kareem me. Abdul Jabbar did it. <sighs> Sorry, my bad. It's okay. I was on a roll. I was going to guess Wilt. Oh, I'm pretty sure Wilt. You can save me a little bit. Yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I I don't know what the record is. I meant to look it up, but I totally just got sidetracked by garbage football. Rutgers, Miami, shout out to y'all. We got a TikTok later, top five most 30-point games in NBA history. Kareem's on that list. Is he really? I mean, I I was going to, like, pull up the stats if I didn't find the 12 consecutive games of 30 or more and 10 or more of just his last couple games because he's had some 50-point double-doubles, some 40-point double-doubles. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is out there just dominating. And, I mean, Robin. it's one of those things that you and I both said James Harden's best opportunity is with this team. Like, yep. James Harden makes that team better. We didn't know if he would make the Clippers better. Their, their pick and roll was literally unstoppable. Yeah, and it's – Literally unstoppable. Somehow that team is more unstoppable now mm-hmm. with Tyrese Maxey elevating his game into an all-NBA, all-star type level. Oh, yeah. I mean, and then you have guys like DeAnthony Melton, Tobias Harris – they're all filling their roles. Yep. And this team, I understand this team. We do the same thing every year, man. We sit here and they're like, man, they're a scary three seed, and then they mm-hmm. they struggle in the playoffs. I I think Nick Nurse has got this team rolling, and I don't think it's going to stop. It's going to be hard to front jump in front of that free train. Yeah. And what's really helped is the elevation of Tyrese Maxey. You cannot yes. leave Tyrese to double because he's such a sniper from the three point line. JJ Redick and uh, Tim Legler. They had a podcast back on December 19th, and they were talking about how great Joel Embiid's been. And the fact that we're so numb to it because everyone's on that Giannis level from like four years ago before he had a championship – Everybody, everyone's so tired of the Giannis talk. Ah, you know, wake me up whenever bro does something in the playoffs. Giannis did that and won a championship. We'll see if Joel Embiid does it. But what's today's date, Cooper? It is December 28th. It is December 28th. (laughs) In the month of December, Joel Embiid has averaged 40.2 points, 12 rebounds, and 5 assists. Again, on December 28th, this month, he's literally averaged 40 (laughs) And 12. Dude, he's putting 40 on these jokers. And it's not even – it's like I understand like he's he's hard to guard. I mean, let's be honest. You said he's Shaq but better for our generation. I've never seen like a Shaq-like dominance but with a touch. He can step out and knock down a three. He can knock down the mid-range. He gets finesse. Yes. Like he has Jokic's style finesse. He's not the passer nowhere near that Jokic is. But he has the power the that brute, Jokic yeah. doesn't have. Yes. yes, he has the brute of Shaq with the finesse of Jokic, obviously, mm-hmm. minus the passing. Even mm-hmm. though the passing's coming in this year, I mean, yeah, he's fuck. almost six assists per game yeah. in the season. It's crazy. Like, 40 on in this month, but six, uh, 40 points and five re- or assists mm-hmm. or whatever. But six assists is crazy for him because he's not known as that guy. But yeah. when you double-team him, he knows where to go. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's just the elevation of not only him, but Tyrese Maxey. Is, this team is just... 
they're not getting talked about the way that the Celtics <laughs> and the Nuggets and it, the Bucks are. And if, it's scary. If I'm Philly, we know that this team, as well as Joel Embiid is playing, cannot compete with Boston and Milwaukee at the highest level. It's not going to happen. Zach Levine. I w- I w- this is where I'm going. I was Zach Levine to it. However. You're OG now. Not OG. Mikael? Not Mikael. Damn, I'm going to name every week. <laughs> Zach Levine, if you get offered something today, I do not take it. Even get offered for OG and Anobi, I do not take it. The vibe around this team is so good right now. Those guys are not superstars. Somebody who is, is Donovan Mitchell. Ooh. Donovan Mitchell, I know there'd be a defensive problem with him and Tyrese Maxey. It'd be a little bit like Garland and Donovan. Yeah. But it's better than the New York fit, yeah. in my opinion, because you have a dominant center in Joel Embiid. Yeah. I think Donovan Mitchell could take that team over the top because – Unlike James Harden, he does not disappear in the postseason. We saw those or in closing ba- games. Yeah, or in closing games, we saw those battles he had um, with Jamal Murray in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Donovan as a second option. Him as a second option is scary. Yeah. Him next to Joel Embiid, I make that deal. Keep Tobias Harris for defense. Patrick Beverly, keep him off yeah. for the perimeter the defense. I was, trying to think yeah. of. I was trying to think of who their defensive guys were. Mm-hmm. No, I. You know, now I'm sitting here like visioning. It's a small backcourt. It's him small, and Maxie, but it, it, it could work. Yes, and you wouldn't have to keep him out there for long. You could yeah. sub one of those two guys out. You could sub Maxie out at the six-minute mark and just stagger their minutes yeah. for the rest of the game. Part of me, like, and this is like just selfishly thinking, right? Because honestly, there's part of me that really does want Joel to just win one because, mm-hmm. like, I believe that he's one of the most dominant centers. Like we've gotten to witness just in a pure center talk. Hundred percent. Um, I was really hoping the Clippers were so bad that they went and made a trade for like. Kawhi or PG, because mm-hmm. imagine a team of Tyrese Maxey, PG or Kawhi and yeah. Joel. Mm-hmm. Like imagine that team. Oh yeah, that team would have been lethal. And yeah. I, now the Clippers are deciding that they want to actually pl- turn up and play basketball the way they're supposed to be playing <laughs> they've, basketball. But they've been great, and I, I will salute James. I, yeah. I bash him more than anybody, but he has been shooting off the catch. He's he's killing it. Mm-hmm. I won't even lie, he's killing it right now. Absolutely. All right, that's a great MVP ladder, brother. I like it. I like it. You want to switch gears a little bit here? Let's switch it up, you know. Let's go straight to the NFL power rankings. Right, you know, we're doing him. we're doing two shows. Whoa. Two shows in one here. Two shows in one here. Let me do some explaining. Uh, uh, you better because there's a team on there that should not be anywhere near this top five. Well, it's by default because there's nobody else that <laughs> should be in there. And I'll get to you in a minute. All right, all right. Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Are number one. They overtook Easy. the 49ers. 49ers dropped to two. The Ravens are 12 and three after that big time Christmas win over San Francisco. They drummed them. San Francisco only drops to two. They're still 11 and four, one of the best teams in football. Miami Dolphins got a big win over the Dallas Cowboys. They jump up to three. The Buffalo Bills, I know they're nine and six. However, I have them above Dallas because they drummed Throw Dallas a couple weeks ago. So. Now I'm left with four teams at this five spot. I'm left with the Cowboys, I'm left with the Eagles, I'm left with the Lions, and I'm left with the Chiefs. I look at the Cowboys-Eagles argument. The Cowboys just beat the shit out of them three weeks ago. And And should have beat them the first time. Yeah, and the Eagles still look suspect to me. I'm looking at the Cowboys and Lions. The Lions are a team that lost on Thanksgiving Day to a team they should not have lost to, and we'll find out about that argument this Saturday. I still favor the Cowboys, however. I look at the Chiefs, a team who just lost to the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm Mm-hmm. Who didn't? They didn't score an offensive touchdown that game, did they? Uh, 
the Raiders? Yeah. I don't think they did. Think it was twenty to twenty to fourteen, wasn't it? Yeah. I think yeah, it they scored two field goals and two defensive touchdowns, back to back defensive touchdowns. Yeah. I can't put the Chiefs above the Cowboys. <laughs> no. So by default, I have Fair the fun. Dallas Cowboys right. at number five. They've dropped hey. two straight badly. They look they dropped badly against Buffalo. They they played Miami well, but I still have Dallas at number five. If you didn't come with that logic, we would have been arguing. Yeah. But I hear that logic. I, I reason with that Let's logic. Go. I'm going to go with it. Because we will determine five or six, I'm assuming. The closest Lions. one to me is the Lions. Yeah, and we'll see that we'll literally see. Saturday. Yeah, we'll see um, Saturday. I'll be watching it on the way home from the ATL. Oh, shit. Yeah, you had a good Christmas going to the uh, Ole Miss Bowl game. Going, to, going to a little Peach Bowl. Shout out to my cousin Preston, uh, pharmacist. He, he surprised me. Uh, and my dad with Peach Bowl tickets. Me, him, my uncle, and my cousin are going to go. What are you most looking forward Bowl. to? I don't know. I just really do feel like this is going to be a good game. I, mm-hmm. I really don't know which way to spin it because aside from – Drew Aller playing for Penn State? Everybody for Penn State's playing except for uh, uh, Chop Robinson, who is mm-hmm. their best defensive guy. Um, and then and Ole Miss is playing everybody. And Ole Miss is playing everybody. But mm-hmm. one of our defensive edges, and I'm like, you didn't do much this year anyway, so I don't care. There's going to be a ton of Ole Miss people there. Oh. Atlanta is like second home for Ole Miss. But the only thing that does scare me a little bit is the last time we played in the Peach Bowl, we got – throttled by TCU. I don't know if you remember that year. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the first or second years of the playoffs. And um, we we were like second in the West, I think. That was the year we beat Alabama, but we dropped Arkansas or Auburn. I don't remember which one. But TCU had won the Big 12 and only had like one loss or maybe no losses. And Alabama jumped. Was them. that Trevon Boykin? Yes. Yeah. And they, Trevon Boykin was cold. I'm pretty sure they beat us 49-3. to three. I don't remember the exact score, but I know Bo Wallace was bad Bo that day, and it was a rough day. And so I was sitting here, and that was kind of the argument besides like the price for me and my dad of going or whatnot. But I'm super happy my cousin surprised me with that. They they tried to surprise me the way they did like eight years ago when we went to the Sugar Bowl or whatever with Chad Kelly and won. Uh, uh-huh. But this time he bought the tickets. That time we were given the tickets. So, oh, like, yeah. this one's a little bit special. Uh, I'm super excited. We're going to have a good time. But I'll yeah. be watching that Cowboys Lions Sunday, Saturday night, Monday night edition is what they keep saying all day. That's awesome. Uh, and what were the odds of a, a Trevon Boykin uh, mention? Dude, I love Trevon Boykin. Alex used to love playing with him on Madden. Dude. I'm not joking with you. Same. He loved him on Madden. So, whenever I made an Instagram you know, like people that were in our grade and stuff were like 13, 14. It really started popping. So I made mine around then. And I remember that's when he was quarterback at TCU. And yeah. they were going on that run that you were just talking about. He was my first follower. I still follow him to this day, 10 years later. Do you really? Yes. That's dope, bro. Yeah. I don't, I, he's not playing anywhere, but I was, he every now and then pops up my feet. Yeah. Like, hey. No, I remember like, because you know, Alex and I do that thing where we play Madden every year mm-hmm. and we pick a franchise or whatever. But I remember like the first couple of years we did it, he would go pick up Trayvon Boykin and start yeah. as a quarterback. Yeah. And turn him into a so guy. fast because yeah. he was so fast mm-hmm. you couldn't stop him. Oh yeah, it was broken at that point in Madden. Oh yeah, because that was before they had figured out all the cool stuff with quarterbacks, and now the quarterbacks are running. Quarterbacks are good still, but they're not as op as they mm-hmm. used to be. But man, shout out Trayvon Boykin. Who would have thought that'd be the mention on here? But shout out, to I him. am excited. I think Penn State's defense is can go toe to toe with our offense, so it's really going to be. I think it's going to be a good matchup. I'm excited for it. Hell yeah, that'll be fun, brother. A little noon kickoff. Oh yeah, a little noon kickoff on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, because it'll be noon there. But and you get to come back, and we get to spend New Year's together. Oh, we're going to have a good time. We are going to have a good time. And then Monday, we're going to get to watch a little, little college football playoff. A little type shit. A little, little type shit Alabama going to get that. Yes, sir. Hold on. Sorry, this I know we don't talk college football very much, but, you know, had all the family Thanksgiving – or not family Thanksgiving, family Christmases. Uh-huh. And sitting there with Leah's family all last night, and we were talking. There's a couple Bama fans in the house. Oh, okay. God. They're not obnoxious. They actually live in Knoxville, so they, like – Makes sense. They they 
they live in Knoxville, so they're like partially Tennessee fans, just aside from when they play Bama. Mm-hmm. But it's because they're not the obnoxious Alabama fan types. Mm-hmm. But we were sitting there having a conversation at dinner table and everything, and someone goes, "Is this?" Coach Saban's best coaching job he's ever done in his career. And I was like, if he wins it, I would go out on a high note. Because they were sitting there saying there's been rumors that he might, if he wins it all, he's going to go out swan song style. Do you think that's happening? I don't think that's happening. I, I don't think that's true. He was. I'm so glad you brought this up. He was just on Pat McAfee's show today, and I was listening to it. Um, one, he's been calling into Pat's show on recruiting trips every week up until now. He's already out at Pasadena because obviously they play uh, Monday. Yeah. As far as a coaching job, it sounds like with the way he's – because Pat has a – what I love about that dude's show, every yeah. time he has someone on, he can crack the uncrackable. Yeah. Nick Saban, you've never seen any other side of him as just coach, like super yeah. robotic. Super and, locked yes. in. Yeah. Pat has cracked that. And Nick Saban, it seems like, because they've talked every week, I think Saban wants it like this. Because for years and years, he talked about the rat poison. He talked about all that stuff with players. Now his team was counted out after week two. So all year, he just had shit to point to. Hey, this person doesn't believe in us. This team, this committee doesn't believe in us. I think he would rather have it this way. And to answer your question, yes, this is the best coaching job. By By far, this is the best coaching job. So I'm glad you agree with me. But I was like – there's no way he leaves. I was like, no, not with the ability to like he's, not have he, to play certain teams. Every seeing year him, again. yeah, seeing him run around, how happy he is recruiting still. He loves yeah. it. No, he loves this job. Yeah, but uh, you want me to do MVP letter first, or you want to go straight into guess that game, then end with MVP letter? Let's do MVP letter. Let's so we got this pulled up, and then we'll do the guess that game. So game graphic last honorable mentions. I put Tyreek over Tua in this, but I do want to mention both of them. But I really just want a wide receiver in the conversation. Is honestly all I want. But him not playing. These last couple of weeks, and then he had a great game against Dallas. Um, like my God, he was open every time. So I had to put Tua and Tyreek in here. Brock Purdy has fallen to five uh, after that four interception game. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy when nobody's open and mm-hmm. you're getting sacked. And is it? You would enjoy that. I would enjoy I that. Nah, dude. Uh, number four. So barely missing. <laughs> I do. I do. You were sitting there gritted ear ear on I Christmas was. night. Oh, I loved it. Just praying for that. Seeing double. Brock Purdy throws his fourth one, I was like. Did you see uh, Devo Samuel, Samuels and Cam, the, the Cam, Cam Newton, Newton thing? Oh, yes, my God, bro. What is Cam Newton on? I don't know. I don't he know is shat on every quarterback. Then he tries to go get those quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, dude, chill. Just a grumpy, like, yeah. he he was forced to retire. I know like, he was. He's just salty as hell about that. Yeah, I know. He's ridiculous. Number four is Josh Allen. So, f- it's kind of fun that you put Bills at four. Josh Allen and this Buffalo Bills team, since Joe Brady, if you remember that name, it's because it was – Joe Burrow's offensive mm. coordinator at LSU, he has come in and taken control of this offense. And man, the way James Cook is playing, they haven't even, they haven't used Stephon Diggs in literally ten weeks. No. I would know because I lost in fantasy because of it. Um, mm-hmm. But this team has just taken a new leaf, and I had to mention Josh Allen because that is the scariest nine and six team I've ever seen. And the fact that you put him in at four further proves my point because that yeah, team yeah. is scary coming this time, and I think they're mm-hmm. locked into the playoffs now. But here we go, MVP ladder number three. It's Dakota Rain. It's Rain, Dakota Prescott. Mm-hmm. I have him at three still, and the reason is because if you put his stats up with the Josh Allen's, the Brock Purdy's, or the Tua's, he has the stats on him. Mm-hmm. He really does. And honestly, I don't even blame him for the way we lost that Dolphins game. I blame the fact that I think Mike McDaniel outcoached the hell out of Mike McCarthy. Yeah. It was it was clear in point. Like you can sit here and argue all day. Yes, the Cowboys' offense got stagnant. 
I don't blame Dak for Tony Pollard not being able to punch in a one-yard touchdown. No, I don't either. Like, that's not Dak's it's, fault. It's weird that they miss Ezekiel Elliott. It's – it's. I literally had that same conversation. I said, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing back Zeke after the year he's had with – because he can yeah. get the one yard. Tony Pollard is not a he, – he's an outside-the-tackles guy, but he's not going to bull you over. Mm-hmm. He's going to make you miss. There was no making somebody miss. You had to go through him, and he can't do it. So, no, I don't blame Dak Prescott for that Dolphins loss. The Bills loss – we got shat on. Like, let's be honest. There was no winning that game. There was no winning for losing. But Dak Prescott, ten and five record, three thousand eight hundred ninety-two yards, thirty touchdowns to seven interceptions, sixty-eight and a half percent completion percentage. He also has two thirty-seven on the ground and two touchdowns. The stats are the stats, and he clearly he put that ball in Brandon Cook's hands and had the lead, and the defense couldn't hold on. I watched the um, Dolphins hard knocks oh, from yeah. that Cowboys game. Dude, because I wasn't even going to watch it because I hadn't watched it the past couple weeks, but Pat was talking about it yesterday at nauseum how great it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they were studying on the f- defensive side, Vic Fangio had the linebackers in the room. He said, Dak Prescott has a 70% third down conversion rate on scrambling. Yeah. He goes, he Keep cannot scramble in this game. And, of course, they're showing the game, and he's still running all over yeah. the place. That's how good he's been on third down. But I was like – that's how they're preparing for Dak. He's been an incredible scrambler. And also in that episode, this has nothing to do with Dak, but uh, you know they wore the throwback yeah. of Dolphins uniforms. So Dan Marino was having a moment. They were playing a highlight reel, and he's in the quarterback room all the time. Yeah. Tua calls him Uncle Dan. He's in and out. Um, Mike White and all of them. He's with their gold jacket on the sidelines right after the national anthem. He's holding up his hand, you know, getting a standing yeah, ovation. Yeah, yeah. Mike McDaniel is right behind him whispering because Mike McDaniel's <laughs> mic'd up. He goes, Fuck your records, Dan! Fuck them! We're coming for them! Fuck your records, Dan! And then puts his headset on and keeps going. I was like, I, I love Mike McDaniel. I love Mike so, McDaniel. Like, so much. And that's the thing. I wasn't even, like, you can ask Leah. I was mad because, not because they were running it down our defensive throat. I was like, why is Mike McCarthy not telling his defense, just let him score? Mm-hmm. Give Dak Prescott the ball back. Mm-hmm. I was like, because they were in field goal range, and we just kept, like, sitting on them after second and one. I was like, dude. Yep. Let that, him score. I think it was a third down on the final possession. This was in Hard Knocks. They had re-miked up as well. Is that third down? It was before they ran for that first down. It was yeah. the conversion before. And Tyreek goes out in motion, and he start, He turns to Tua and goes, and two man. They're in cover two man. And Tua calls him over just to test it and out, puts him in motion, and they do that little bubble, and he converts. That was a conversation. Tyreek goes, y'all playing two-man on me, it's wrapped. Yeah. And I go back to you telling me two weeks ago that um, um, help me out with the deep coordinator. Oh, uh, Dan Quinn? Dan Quinn loves playing man. Yeah, that I don't it. get it. Yeah, that was it. I don't as get it. As soon as they saw that little motion, they were in man, it was like, all right, screen to Tyreek Hill. Nobody, Stephon Gilmore is not catching him. And same with that. It wasn't the screen even before that. I think it was they had Stephon pressing him, and Tyreek won so badly on the release. I'm like, God. Dude, every time Tyreek was open by five yards, every yeah. way you looked yeah. at it. I, I'm just sitting there, and you know me, I'm – I'm, I was busy, so I didn't even watch half the game. But I was sitting there just shaking my head the parts I did watch. I was like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you got to do something different because clearly you're getting thumped. Like, DK Metcalf dropped his best game of the year on you. Mm-hmm. And, like, you haven't changed your ways. And I love Dan Quinn. I love this defense, but they're a finesse defense. They're not going to power And I don't you. even blame this on the defense. Tua at halftime, they were in the, the cameras were in the locker room, and he pulled Teron Armstead aside and said, because he's so scared of Micah Parsons, he's like, do whatever you have to do. I know 11's in your head right now. Do whatever you got to do. Have, have yes. you seen all the stuff about they Michael Parsons recently? Ah, uh, no. 
We'll talk about it after the pod. Okay. It's it's bad. Uh, not in like the sense of Mike has done something bad, but he posted a picture and he said, "Whatever I did to the refs, I'm sorry." Because oh, he's literally Teron Armstead and a tight end are literally both grabbing jersey oh, yeah. and behind him, oh, yeah. and he's like through them. And he's like, "Whatever I did, please, I'm yeah. sorry." He hasn't gotten a holding call in nine straight games. Yeah, it's wild. And it's Michael Parsons. Yeah. Like I mean, you know, yeah. good and damn well. Yeah. And he so I this Cowboys account I followed posted. All nine weeks, a picture from all nine weeks, and Mike has held in all of them. And it's just like, dude, how is he not getting one? And that's not the reason we lost. Like, that's why I didn't want to mention it. I don't put it on but. the defense. I put it on because the thing that uh, Wes Walker was preaching to his receivers, he's a receivers coach for the Dolphins, mm-hmm. he was saying, look, we're the number one scoring offense in the NFL. The Cowboys are number two. We have – this is going to be a shootout. you got to score, yeah. And I think it was on the offense that game, putting up 19 points against a team who lost their best pass rusher in yeah. Phillips. Andrew Van Ginkle was not a backup. Yeah. Oh, no, he's awesome. I love him. And also, it goes back to you don't have a running back to get that. You know? yeah. And that, that pains me because you're on – that's seven points right there and you win. That's yeah. game. And Raheem Mostert, the fact that he has 22 touchdowns at the all-time an franchise record at 31, bro. He's an animal, bro. Yeah. Animal. Older than Todd Gurley, yes. older than Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, by years. Older than uh, who's that other dude that left the league uh, pretty early? Oh hell, whatever. I can't yeah. remember his name. That's bugging me. But on to number two. Sorry, that I didn't. That didn't mean yeah, to turn into a Cowboys rant. But we didn't get to talk about our teams playing each no, other. No, we didn't. Uh, number two, and this, I, if this isn't number two on people's ballots, I'm gonna be mad. Christian McCaffrey, eleven and four record. 1,932 all-purpose yards and 21 touchdowns. Mm. How like Explain to me how that's not MVP type level. Yeah. Like he has almost 1,400 rushing yards, 14 touchdowns, 63 catches. A wide receiver is good enough to get 63 catches in that's a year. That's crazy. He's a running back. Mm-hmm. has 63 catches for 537 yards and seven touchdowns. If he's not in the MVP, like top three, I'm going to be mad. Because mm-hmm. I understand that. Even the J.J. Watts of the world have said this is a quarterback's award. I understand that. But Barry Sanders came out today and said, I got co-MVP one year. I'm not saying give co-MVP, but if he's not in the conversation, I'm going to be upset. Because mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey has night in, night out for the San Francisco 49ers, been their best player every single game. He scores every time you want him to score, and he does everything well. Like, I mean, what is there more to want from a guy? Mm-hmm. Back to my John Moran argument. Most valuable player is not always the guy with the quarterback or the best stats. It's the guy that you take mm-hmm. them off that team and they're not good anymore. Yep. This award to me, because I, I assume your number one is Lamar Jackson, it's really been a last man standing. Mm-hmm. Lamar didn't go out and take it like he did in his first MVP, yeah. but he's just been the last man standing. Steady. And that win, yeah. Unf- and you never thought of Lamar Jackson as a steady quarterback. He's been amazing yeah. this year, and I'll let you give your case on him. But, yeah, I agree with Christian McCaffrey. He should be number two. Yeah. If Lamar somehow chokes this away, they got to play the Dolphins this yeah, weekend. they're playing the Dolphins. If he puts out a sinker against them, I give yeah. it to CMC. 12-3 and record. 3,357 passing yards, 19 touchdowns to 7 interceptions, 66.3% completion percentage, which I do believe is his highest of his career. 741 rushing yards, which does lead quarterbacks, 5 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. He's been steady. And, I mean, honestly, Gus Edwards has stolen, like, half of those touchdowns because Gus Edwards somehow has, like, 12 or 15, something like that. Right. So, like, he could probably have more. He's not necessarily doing those spin moves around Logan Wilson run for 50 yards like he was that first MVP, like you were saying. But he's been steady. They're the number one team. Nine times out of ten, the number one team's quarterback wins this award. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. I, I'm not even trying to be biased when I say that. Nine times out of ten, if that quarterback's been good, which Lamar's been great, 
and their team has been great. Mm-hmm. That team's quarterback is the oh, one. Yeah. And so that's why he's at number one. But I honestly, agree. there would be a hard-pressed conversation for me about having Christian McCaffrey at number one. I completely agree with you. I love that. Um, a man who has MVP caliber numbers, who has outperformed Patrick Mahomes, who have has a better TD to INT ratio than Mahomes. I think you're about to say. Um, he got benched. Oh, oh, we're talking about Russ. I thought you were talking yeah. about Baker. Yeah, he he. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about Baker. <laughs> not yet, at least. No, not yet. But Russell was if you, Russell Wilson, you put his stats yeah. next to Patrick. No, Mahomes. he posted he that. Be, he has been better, and he did like that tweet on Twitter. This whole thing has been bizarre to me. I don't know. Um, Apparently, it's purely a financial decision, and it's been in the work for months. Mm. So, this is according to Diana Rossini. Russell Wilson is expecting to be cut by the Denver Broncos in March. For almost two months, the quarterback has been starting knowing the organization was most likely going to move on from him after this season. And there was another report that came out a little bit uh, after it that said it was some – I think it was – Somebody, some Anderson, somebody said this, mm-hmm. reported this. He goes, I'm told talks to restructure Russell Wilson's deal started on Halloween during the Broncos' bye week. You remember on Halloween, they were mm-hmm. in a bad spot. Yeah. He goes, per source, GM George Patton called Wilson's agent saying if Wilson didn't defer the injury guarantee, which is, I think, $37 million, they would bench him and make him inactive for the final nine games. They wanted to try to get that cap hit reduced if, yeah. he, if he got hurt. Russell Wilson did not budge. They kept starting. Yeah. Imagine telling your quarterback when you're, like, one of the worst teams in football, hey, mm-hmm. we're trying to cut you. Mm-hmm. And he still goes out there and puts you in a position to be in the playoffs. Yep. Like, true – like, for all the jokes aside, the Mr. Unlimited, the uh, all all the nonsense that Russ really does because he seems like such a fake dude. Mm-hmm. For all of that, that is a true vet move. Yep. That is a true just go out there, do your work because it's your job yep. type guy. You go six and three, and you have this team in the playoff contention. I don't think they'll make it, but you have them in the contention, despite the fact that you know you're about to get cut. Yep. Like this team's giving up on you, but you're not giving up on them, and that to me like earned a little bit more respect that I had for Russell Wilson. I do too. I do too. And Russell Wilson just tweeted out, "God's got me. I can't wait to see what's coming next." Yeah. Took it like a pro, like he yeah. always does. He's he's had a pretty good season. Darius Butler, who was a former corner on those Peyton Manning Colts teams, he's on Pat McAfee's show. He was saying just yesterday before any news of this happened, he was like, I really wish Sean Payton would l- cut the cord on Russ and let him play. He goes, I know the play before they even run it, and I'm a corner. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not a quarterback or anything. That's how cut and dry Payton has been yeah. with this offense. I don't – I told you even before we started this pod, I was like, I don't know what the hell it is with Sean Payton right now. Because he doesn't, he has none of the ingenuity that he had with Drew Brees. Now I understand we're comparing Drew Brees mm-hmm. to Russell Wilson, but those are two Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. So yeah. I think it's yeah. it's a conversation. But he has so much ingenuity, and that offense was in, exceptional with Drew Brees. And then you come here, you have players. Mm-hmm. It's not a knock of the bad football players. You have players to do it, and you just don't want to do it. It looks like. I this, don't understand what this coaching this job is. This had to be a conversation before he took this job. I think he inherited Russell Wilson and did not want to pay him the money yeah. because of that contract, and he knew in the back of his mind he did not want Russell Wilson. My question goes to, well, what the hell is the solution? Yeah. Because now you're hovering around 500. You're not going to get a top quarterback in this draft, Mm-mm. and where, what are you going to go from here? Jared Sidham's not your answer, bro. Hell no. 
Speaking of Sean Payton, uh, he got asked about all this. You saw how I read Russell Wilson's tweet. This is how he handled it. He got asked if Russ is taking too much brunt of the blame. Well, I get that. And, and yet, um, I can't replace the entire offensive line. I can't bring in five new receivers. And, and, it, and if it continues over a period of time, then there'll be another guy here talking to you as well. I, it, it, I can't replace the entire offensive line. I can't bring in five new receivers. His TD to INT ratio is 26 touchdowns to seven interceptions this year. He's been good He's been in a dry-ass offense. It, Yeah. I mean, there's not much more to say. Yep. There ain't no seasoning on that offense. You know what I'm screaming? Yeah. There ain't no salt or pepper Nothing. on that. Nothing. That's some bland chicken. No salt and pepper on that. I don't understand. I, I feel bad for us at this point, but it's also one of those things that, like, you're sitting there and you're like, D- are they really about to keep Sean Payton after yeah. he just literally – he literally gave a season away. Yep. Playoffs are right there. We got to do a lot to get there, but playoffs are right there. Oh, let's bench our quarterback. Yep. And, uh, what? Hey. and he's acting like this quarterback is Derek Carr. Yeah. This is exactly what the Raiders did with Derek Carr last year before yeah. they cut him. I'll be so honest. If Jared Stidham somehow wins two games in a row. what the Raiders are doing at Jimmy Garoppolo this yeah. year. Shout out, hey. Shout out Aiden O'Connell, though. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. Shout out Zamir White. Shout out all the people who beat the Chiefs. You want to know why I'm saying this? Because that Chiefs fan, y'all know him. He was on here one time. Big Alex. Big Al. He was shitting on the Cowboys so much these past few weeks, and I said, hold up. I said, the fates are not on your side on Monday Night Football because the underdogs have won probably ten times in a row now. I said, so watch out. The Raiders will beat you. And he goes, no, we won't. Okay. Didn't even have to throw a pass or complete a pass in the second half. I bet he was so mad. Oh, he was so mad. First thing he said, they didn't throw a pass in the second half. And that shit they ran, like, on their own five-yard line, and he just, like, dropped the ball. Yeah. It's oh, so dude, it's ridiculous. Bad. It's bad. Least uh, our friend Alex will be happy this weekend. Told you this uh, earlier today, 35-minute phone call. Him and I get a place downtown Memphis for the weekend. Yeah. This is my first New Year's Eve in Memphis in four years. Is it really? Yeah. The yeah, Nashville, the last Nashville two, and, and then, then Austin, the two yeah. before that. I'm really interested to see how this goes, but – uh Alex is his mood will be changing very quickly this oh, weekend. Yeah, probably. Uh, he, probably. He, he will be uh, he will be testing the waters for sure. Let's get into guess that game. Why Let's don't get we? Into it. I'm gonna, typically I just go in the order I write them down. I'm gonna jump around a little bit just to jump ch- around. Jump, jump. I got you last week. You was you was kind of cooking me, and I got you last week with some with some uh, some more devious little comments in the middle of them. But mm. this week I'm gonna jump around see if I can catch you. Here we go. Why is Dolphins-Ravens at noon? <laughs> I think all the games are on Sunday, so they just put crammed them together. No, they Lions-Cowboys Saturday. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And then there's a garbage game tonight. And Amari Cooper's not even playing tonight after he just put up, like, the most crazy stats ever. He's yeah. not even playing. Dude, aren't you glad you and Alex didn't buy tickets to Chiefs-Bengals? Imagine yeah. seeing that Chiefs team against Jake Browning paying three hundred dollars, sitting in the upper deck and be freezing. Remember, I wasn't buying off. tickets. Alex wanted to go. Yeah, freezing your tits <laughs> off in that game. Yikes. All right, let's get into it. It's the twenty-first meeting all time. It's tied at Buccaneers 10. Saints. No. Wow, look at him. Got him on the first one. I haven't even said anything. No, that was a, you, you know that was a one. joke. Wow. You know that was a joke. I just want to bring Baker oh, okay. Mayfield in. Okay. It. Okay. We'll get Mulligan. Mulligan. Okay. Reshot. Right. Right. It's a ten and ten record all time in this series. Okay. Um playoffs are on the line for both squads. Um one side's coach 
has never had a season under 500 in 17 seasons, as well as the other team's coaches only had three losing seasons in 14 seasons mm. with this team. Steelers Seahawks. It's Steelers Seahawks. Um, you I went a sneaky one first. I, I, I did. Sneaky I tried. Sneaky late window Sunday one. First. And, and I knew good and well you were going to get it as soon as I give the Mike Tomlin stat because you know yeah, how much right. I love Mike Tomlin. Uh, I didn't know that Pete Carroll stat, but that makes sense. Well, I looked it up because I was like, Pete Carroll's been there a while, and I feel like the Seahawks have always been yeah. pretty good. His first two seasons were seven and nine, both of them, and then they had that one year where they went like six and ten, mm-hmm. um, and that was before that yeah. was like when Russ got injured and everything. So like, um, they've both been really yeah. good, and honestly. I really don't know what to expect from this team. Cause you mean the Eagles with Drew Locke? You know what exactly. kind of coach you got to be? Dude? That's what I'm saying. Like, this team has won games by a field goal in the last two games. Literally. One with Drew Locke against the Eagles, who were considered one of the best teams in the NFC. Mm-hmm. And then the other game against the Titans, who aren't very good. But they mm-hmm. had to scrape to get that win. So, I don't know what to expect from them. Oh, yeah. And then you go over to the Steelers, and they just mollywop the Bengals with Mason Rudolph. Oh, yeah. The last time we were talking about Mason Rudolph, he was getting his head bashed in by Miles Garrett. Dude, Chuck Pagano was so bad on Pat's show today. <laughs> by the way, shout out to them for like actually having a show this week. So yeah. Listen, Chris, I just been I literally watch every second of Pat this week, and Chuck Pagano was like, "Can we stop?" You know, he's like eighty years yes, old. Yes, he's, he's like, old. Can we stop with all the Mason Rudolph stuff? He had one game, and they didn't want to hand him a gold jacket. <laughs> I'm like, damn, Chuck, what the hell? What did Mason? Hey, Rudolph George Pickens will hand it to him. Hell yeah, George Pickens is praising him for finally getting it, him involved. I mean, he's dang. doing. He's over on the sideline. Yes, number. Yes, shout out to the Steelers. I really don't know what to expect from this game. What are your thoughts? Because this is a playoff game. Both flip, of these teams are flip a coin. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking, but. Honestly, I think because the Steelers Seattle, need to win this. Yeah, the Steelers do need to win this. Because it's in Seattle, I'm just going to Seahawks. 12th man. I'm probably going to Seahawks as well. But the Steelers are in much more tight of a race. The mm-hmm. Seahawks have a game over the people below them. So, I think they could afford to lose this one and then mm-hmm. win next week, obviously. But I really don't know. Like, no. this game could end in a 0-0 tie for all I know. And it could win end in a 40-40 oh, yeah. shootout. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I really don't. But shout out to... You for getting that first one, despite the fact that I gave you a free mulligan or anything like that. Minor breaking news: uh, Lonzo Ball no longer feels pain in his knee. He's going to start quote running next week. So, okay. Our next, yeah, next week. Hey, shout out! Yeah, because next week is January. Yeah, exactly. Let's get into this next one. Let's get into it. Nineteenth meeting all time, ten and eight overall record in this series. Both teams are coming off impressive wins against two of NFC's best. Um, dominant defense has been the calling card for one of these teams. While insanely dominant offense has been the other. Should be probably one of the most awesome matchups we'll get this weekend. And the number one seed is on the line for these teams. Dolphins, uh, Ravens. It's a little Dolphins at Ravens action. I'm excited for this game. The Dolphins are getting tested late in the season, and they're, they've weathered every storm thus you know, far. You know who they got next week? Who? Buffalo. Do they really? Yep. So, Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo in the season. I think it's warranted. I wanted to see this. Um, they're ten and four and had not beaten a team with a winning record. It was soft up to now. Yeah. Now you play Dallas, you get a win. Play yeah. Baltimore and Buffalo. Also, I, I just as a Dolphins fan, I want to see them go two and one. Yeah. They drop Baltimore, cool, beat Buffalo. Shout out to Baltimore too, though. Yep. I mean, not it's not easy going on. You you play Jacksonville. Then you go 49ers. Then you get Dolphins. I don't know who they play next week, but that's three. This is tough tests. A really good spot. To play the Ravens, yes, it could be a letdown game. Yeah, you know, it's 1,000%. best win, short week. I think it's a good spot to play. Yeah, no, one thousand percent. This game's gonna be awesome. Obviously, mm-hmm. you already said MVP race has been kind of like who's gonna be the last one standing. 
Lamar's done that. Does he fall off this week? Does it get a little tighter? Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows, really? This It's really up in the air, but I think Lamar will hold on to it. Dolphins impressed me last week with their defense, despite the fact that you even told me they have nobody. Yeah, um, so we'll even see. Even David Long Jr., their middle linebackers out. Duke Riley's our backup middle yeah. linebacker. Yeah, and he was a dude that was literally like not even having a job in the NFL yeah. recently. I, mm-hmm. I watched you watch that Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to little Dolphins Ravens action. That's gonna be a great game. Sadly, it's at twelve o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why it's noon on yeah. Sunday. Nobody does. This next game. It's the thirty fourth meeting all time. Eighteen and fifteen record over those thirty three previous meetings. One and one in the postseason last couple of years. One team is fighting for a playoff saw playoff spot after suffering a blowout loss, while the other is trying to, you know, clinch their division um after some head scratching head scratching play in this entire season really. Um I think it should be a dominant win for the home team, but you know, Nothing's come easy for this football team. Chiefs Bengals. It's a little Chiefs Bengals. Um, fun fact: the Chiefs uh, can lose their division. Fun fact: to the Raiders. Fun fact: Aiden O'Connell's been the starting quarterback for the Raiders since Week Eight. Fun fact: if the Raiders win that division and the Chiefs aren't in the playoffs, I will laugh my butt off if the Chiefs lose this. I don't think they will. I think no. they dominate the Bengals. I'm going to be so honest. I think this is a blowout. Right, yeah. I don't think the Bengals – Jake Browning had a cute couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing with a backup quarterback. Because I remember when Dak went out and uh, – I'm blanking on it. Cooper Rush came in and everybody was like, dude, Cooper Rush has kept this team afloat. That's what a backup quarterback does. You let the other playmakers do their thing. You keep the team afloat. You win a couple games that you're not supposed to win, but you're not going to go – Ten and five, like the starter is. That's You're probably right. gonna go seven and seven and eight, mm-hmm. somewhere in that range. Jake Browning's coming back down to earth, and mm-hmm. I honestly like it's kind of impressive that the Gardner Minshews of the world and uh, who's the other guy that's been playing all season? Um, shoot, Gardner Minshew. I'll just mention Gardner Minshew because he's the only one I can think of. But Gardner Minshew's played really well all season, and it's been mm-hmm. impressive. And there was that thing out there saying Gardner Minshew and this other guy that I can't think of. They're probably going to be starting on a football team next year because of how well they played this season. Oh, Joe Flacco? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why it took me so long. Yeah, he's been incredible. Yeah, they've been incredible. And it's one of those things that backup quarterbacks typically can only get you two out of every four. Exactly. And I mean, even it's been the year of the backups. There's been so many backups around the league. And you see, you know, guys like Josh Dobbs, Tommy DeVito come off real hot st- starts and then T-Girl. get film and – because now they're starting Jaron Hall for the Vikings, and yeah. obviously Tyrod Taylor is going to start for the Giants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I need Tyrod to play like he did back in Buffalo, so he can beat the Eagles, so that uh, I can get home field advantage. Type shit. My team needs that in a bad, bad way. Mm-hmm. This next game, it's the 65th meeting all time. 39 and 25. It's favoring the road team in this particular matchup. One team has been capital H O T hot. Uh, while the other one is kind of scraped by every week, they've been kind of mid all season. Um, one team's quarterback has shown he's the guy, franchise quarterback. John Morant's out versus the Nuggets. Um, God damn it! Sorry, just popped up on my screen. Um, like I need to reread. I need to reread uh, Ben's text. I'd rather it be the Nuggets than the Clippers or Sacramento. Yeah, no, take it. I agree. I probably will not watch the first half of that game. <laughs> that is going to be an ass whipping. I don't know. We might we competed with them the last time we played the Nuggets, dude. Yeah, but that was at home. This is in Denver with the altitude on a first half of a back to back. Jaron's going to foul out trying to guard Jokic. 
Okay. What would you do if we beat the Nuggets? This is not 5-0, and because Ja's not playing. What would you do if we beat the Nuggets? I would be happy. I'd be shirtless on that. Yeah. I, I'm in between, like, if, because if, Ja's not playing now, if I've been doing, like, recording uh, Instagram stories afterwards, do I need to address the loss because I've been so loud in the wins? If he if he plays, he's not playing, so I wouldn't yeah, address it if I'm we saying. lose tonight. Yeah, you know there's gonna be people saying it anyways. Yeah, but there's gonna be dumbasses like seeing on Bleach Report. Oh, John, oh, I thought they were four and up. Dumbass, he didn't, he didn't play. play. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. Let me get back to hyping you up for a second. I knew where this is going. Can you repeat the franchise quarterback part? You know it hurts me to just to type it, let alone have to say it out loud. You want me to do it twice? Yeah, hurts so good. One team's quarterback on, has shown baby, he's make it hurt so he's good. the guy in a franchise quarterback. While there's been more questions Damn than answers right for the is. other team in absolutely every facet, and this game is for the division. Go ahead and say it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints. The unnamed source is getting put in a coffin this weekend. Yeah. Uh, the Saints, I really just don't understand how they're even like, here like playing for a division title because um, they've not been good. Mm-hmm. Like they have those weeks where they're, they're they look all right, and then they have the weeks where they just get throttled by. Imagine a bad if teams. Baker was on the Saints with the talent they have oh, I know. on defense. Well, shoot, honestly, the Bucks defense has been stepping up of late. Like yep. they've been playing yeah, really been well. Playing I mean, well. Jordan Love was on a high, and then Tampa Bay just came in there and uh, what is, what is it called? Take yo. Uh, Take your crib or whatever. Yeah. Like, Walk in your trap, take over your trap. Yeah, there it is. Type shit. I know you would know it. They've won four straight, uh, five of their last seven. Yeah. Uh, I thoroughly believe the Bucks will win this game, host a playoff game, first round, probably say, against my Cowboys. I will say this as a Baker fan. I, I knew Jacksonville is, like, you know, trailing off Strong. right now, but I did not expect him to, like, for Tampa to beat yeah. that Thump ass. Them. Yeah. Same I mean, at Green Bay. They won by double yeah. digits. Jacksonville is last year's Lions. Yeah, the Lions were hot and then just completely mm-hmm. fell off the map. The Jaguars were one of the best teams and completely falling off the, the map. They'll probably still make the playoffs, even though CJ Stroud is coming back this week. Hell yeah, I would love it if CJ won that division. Just in time week. to lose to the Titans. He's not losing. I'm just kidding. Come on, they started Ryan Tannehill again. It's GGs. <laughs> it At least Will GGs. Levis gave you the opportunity to throw the ball downfield. It is GGs for sure. And last game of guess that game. It's the thirty first meeting all time. Eighteen and twelve overall record, favoring the home team. Wow. Wow. In this particular matchup, one of these teams is coming on a five-game win streak in this particular series. Um, one team is looking to get back on track after two tough weeks, while the other is bounced back after struggling for a couple weeks up until last week. Both teams are better at home, so we'll see if that sticks out because one team, the home team in this matchup, is undefeated at home this season. It's two of the best offenses in the league. One dominates both rushing and passing, while one is just the best passing team in the league. And I do want to mention, because I know you already know which game this is. Probably shouldn't have let it be last. But uh, Sedarian Lamb. I just want to talk about him for a second, if, if I can. Sedarian is his real name. I'm pretty sure it's Sedarian. If not, I just totally made that up. <laughs> <laughs> if it is, it's the most racist shit I've ever heard. CD Lamb. <laughs> Sedarian. CD Lamb is three. Flirt out Sedarian, and he ain't even sure. I'm pretty sure it is Sedarian. I, I'm a little I believe you. You called John Tavitrius. But this is Lions Cowboys, by the way. Uh, it is Lions Cowboys. Uh, let's God. see what his real name is. Sedarian Lamb. Right, Sedarian Dion Lamb. CD for short. Right, um, <laughs> but CD Lamb is three three catches away and 179 yards away from holding season single season records in Dallas Cowboys history. Like the Michael Irvings of the world, the Des Bryant's right. of the world. 
CeeDee Lamb has three catches. He'll get that in literally the first half. Damn. Three catches at 179 yards away from breaking Cowboys' single-season all-time record. So I'm gonna. I'm, I knew He's you were gonna awesome guess this question, this but I have to ask you a question. Where does CD rank amongst current wide receivers? Where does he rank? Like just in a just in general. Like, as you you far don't as even yards. Or no, just, no, no, no. Uh, just in general? Like, give me your generalization. Is he top fifteen? Top twenty? Where is he? I'm trying to think off top. I mean, I have him. It's not. Top, I have him top ten. Yeah, I, I said guess. top seven was where I put him. Yeah, like I put him somewhere in that range. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even realize this until yeah, I saw Jettas, it on Twitter. Jamar. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's not many players I put above C. He's he's a true number one. Yeah, I mean. By the way, how sick were you watching the how like much the offense struggled against the Dolphins, and then you t- turn the channel and Amari Cooper's like setting fucking records. Dude, the I wasn't even that sick that week because you know I was just kind of pressed over fantasy because I lost in both of them. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I lost too. You and I played yeah, each other. Each other. I don't even care at this point. Dude, I don't either. Keenan and Jamar have been out. I'm yeah. like, I'm so mad. Uh, well, I lost to freaking Mitchell, 180 to 108, oh, God. and I couldn't have done anything. All Dude, everybody on my bench was worse. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah. I had four players on that team leave the game in the first half with an injury and not come Gosh. back. I was like, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, Amari Cooper couldn't even help my team. Like, I was I was more down about that, but there was that week earlier in the year where, like, Amari Cooper, Dalton Schultz, uh, who who's the other one? There was, like, four players on the top of the receiving yards list, and they were all ex-Cowboys. And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Awesome, glad <laughs> glad that glad, glad that we got that out of the way. Right. Maybe it was like Cedric Wilson or something stupid like that. But there was something where it was like the top four receivers in one week were all ex Cowboys, and I was like, that's so dumb. Yeah. Like get over yourself. But little Lions Cowboys, look at you went back five five and zero oh again. He did a great job describing it, brother. Well, I'll take back your mulligan next week. You won't get one. Man, it's good to be back. The NFC is weird. One more thing on that Lions Cowboys team. You know, it's we've changed how we felt about the NFC all year long. At first, it was a three-horse race. It's it's the 49ers, then it's the Eagles, and then it's the Cowboys. And then the Cowboys jumped the Eagles. It's the 49ers, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. And now the Cowboys have dropped two straight. And now it looks like San Francisco and literally anyone else. I think if Dallas finds a way to win at home, which I think they will, I think Dallas will finally solidify themselves as that second team, even with how much they've struggled on the road. That I think the Cowboys, whoever wins this game, Cowboys or the Lions, will be the second best team in the NFC. I still have the Eagles at number three. You agree with that? I agree with that. I I really do. I think I think Detroit had their slump there earlier in the or like in those last three or four weeks or whatever, and I think they overcame that, and I think that's what elevates them Mm because last year's Detroit team would have sat down. Yeah. Um, And so I do think that separates them. Home field advantage will be crucial for the Lions. So they, I know they get it for the first round. That'll be crucial because they do not want to go on the road to a Philly or mm-hmm. San Francisco because Jared Goff just sucks in the cold. Um, <laughs> so he doesn't want to go to Philly. So, honestly, he'll probably be rooting that the Cowboys win the division, which they still can't. Yep. I don't know how, they but still they can. still can. But I'd probably – if I had to rank just raw NFC, it'd go 49ers, Cowboys, Eagles, Detroit. I, it, I mean, it'd yeah. be those four, but yeah. it'd probably be in that order – just because I don't trust Jared Goff in any of those other teams' stadiums mm. in a playoff game. I agree. I really don't. And there, part of me wants to put Baker in that top four because they have been insanely dominant recently. Yeah, I think Tampa – I know they lost to Detroit earlier this season. I think they'd have a shot. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I really do. I think that would be a great game. 
Let's go Cardinals. Go go Giants. Let's um, do it. I'm rooting for both of them because they Hell play yeah. the Eagles the next couple weeks. An hour and 15 minutes and it flew by. Felt huh? good. Felt An hour good. and 15 minutes. By the way, I made a little graphic for the community post. So I expect it to do well. Uh, I love it. I love and then it. I'm going to do an Instagram post. As well, I'm, exci- I'm excited about that. I cannot wait. Uh, oh, this it's is gonna a be f- fun pod. It this felt like good. two squeezed into one. It, it really good. has. And we got to record pod, so uh, tell Leah, or record TikTok, so yeah. tell Leah I'm sorry. No, Take you're good. Much time. Do we have people coming over for the game tonight? We do, but the game's at 8, so. Okay. <laughs> Who's coming? Is it Alex? No, he has grandparents okay. Christmas. I think it's Julianne, Maddie Kay, and Hannah. Gotcha. Oh. We'll have fun. Can't say that on the Oh, <laughs> I bet he was. I bet he was. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, that's cool. I haven't seen um, Hannah and Maddie K in ages. I oh, know. It's been a while. Excited. Been a while. It's been a while. Been a while. <laughs> Not both of us doing the rosary. Yeah, I know. All right, let's get these TikToks knocked down so we can get uh, ready for yeah, them. All right. all right, we'll be back here. Not on Monday because it's New Year's Day. It, we'll be back here on Tuesday. Super thankful for each and every one of you. 2023 has been a, a f- like foundational year for us in this podcast. We Thanks. rebranded. Um, we've rebuilt an audience. Um, I can't wait for what 2024 has in store for us. We got new equipment coming in, excited about that change, excited about being, uh, continuing to be consistent and, you know, building these channels on their own and putting this podcast. It is good enough to stand alone on each account. And I'm excited about the progress. Going to keep studying. We're going to keep pumping out content for you guys. And we can't thank you enough because we truly love to do this every single week. Thanks. All right. Wish you a blessed, uh, happy holidays. Hope you had a great Merry Christmas. Enjoy New Year's, and we'll be.